your love for forgiveness, for the peace, for the angst. Can you go with me? Say thank you, Jesus, for your love, for forgiveness, for the answer, for the peace, for the blessing. SABC News, independent and impartial. From an African perspective. Good evening, I'm Jolani Tulo. The African Union Commission has condemned the violence against other Africans in South Africa. Chairperson of the Commission, Musa Faki Mohamed, says the body is willing to assist South Africa to root out the cause of the violence, which has seen foreign-owned shops looted and vandalized. Kaleta Wanjohi reports from Addis Ababa. Immediate action is needed to protect African migrants living in South Africa. That is according to the chairperson of the African Union Commission. Musa Faki Mohammed is demanding that all perpetrators be brought to justice after attacks on people and properties broke out for a second consecutive day. The African Union Commission chair wants justice to be served and compensation for those who have suffered economic losses. South African authorities have already made several arrests, which Faki says is encouraging. And the AU has pledged assistance to the country to put an end to the violence and promote peace and stability. The unrest comes as South Africa, which is an influential member of the region, prepares to become the chair of the African Union next year. Meanwhile, Nigeria's Consul General Godwin Adama says they are consulting authorities over the attacks on foreign-owned shops in Johannesburg and the capital, Pretoria. Adama says they want the police to restore calm. We have been constantly in touch with the South African authorities on that, and I believe too that some of the instances they have uh, responded to our call to deploy. Uh, just that uh, I believe that the situation has actually uh, overwhelmed even the security 
forces to the extent that many times in some of the places the meeting goes on without anybody uh, trying to stop it. The aid agency Save the Children is warning that nearly half of the population of Somalia will face food insecurity from next month due to a lack of rain. The group says more than a million children under the age of five are at risk of acute malnutrition. Seven of the last eight rainy seasons have been poor or have failed across the Horn of Africa. Preparations are underway ahead of the World Radio Conference in Egypt later this year. This has been revealed by South Africa's Director General of Telecommunications and Postal Services, Robert Nkuna. He was briefing Parliament's Communications Committee on his department's performance and expenditure for the first quarter. South Africa is one of the participants in the conference. The purpose of the conference include revising radio regulations after every three to four years, Nkuna explains. Preparations for the World Radio Conference also ongoing and last week we successfully hosted about 37 countries that came to our shores in East London to plan. These were African countries that came to South Africa to plan for the World Radio Conference that will take place at the end of October to the end of November. And finally, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has lost his majority in Parliament with a defection of one of his MPs over Brexit. Parliament has reconvened after a short break and MPs are trying to take control of the agenda in order to prevent Johnson's plan of Britain to leave the EU at the end of next month with or without a deal. Speaking in Parliament, Johnson rejected criticism that his government has not been serious about negotiating a Brexit deal with the EU. Far from jeopardising negotiations, it is making them more straightforward. In the last few weeks, I believe the chances of a deal have risen. This week, this week we are intensifying the pace of meetings in Brussels. Our European friends can see that we want an agreement and they're beginning to reflect that reality in their response. For Channel Africa, I'm Jolani Tulo. This is Africa Digest. It's just a little after 7 o'clock. That's Central African time. Welcome to it. This is Channel Africa bringing you coverage of current affairs and the latest in terms of news from the African perspective. My name is Asanda Beta with you for Africa Digest. Of course, I'm sure you can hear the buzz and the sound behind me. That's because we're coming to you live from Pinelands in Cape Town. And uh, this is the old mutual youth panel discussion uh, that we are covering here in uh, parallel to the World Economic Forum Africa 2019, of course, having kicked off yesterday, the 28th edition of that. Joining me now, uh, and what we'll be doing is crossing straight to the discussion, the panel discussion that will be taking place. But first, we want to get a bit of background. And joining me now is Mandy Samatobela, who is Head of Stakeholder Relations at Old Mutual Limited. Welcome to Africa Digest. Thank you so much, Asanda. It's Thanks. a pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure. Actually, it's such a pleasure for you to make time for us because you know you're running around. You need to go tell your people there to get things together and kick things off. But you organized the panel uh, discussion yourself, and we'll talk about what went into choosing the panelists. But Old Mutual being, uh, you know, hosting this youth dialogue or this youth uh, panel discussion, what went into deciding that? So for us, 
The World Economic Forum is an opportune time to take a break and think about our work and think about our space and how it impacts the continent. We've got leaders from all around the world here for the next couple of days and it's our privilege to host them. But we also have the responsibility of then thinking about what does the future of our industry look like and is it going to produce the results that our continent is looking for. Mm. So here we all are in Cape Town talking for IR, talking inclusive growth, talking positive futures. Uh, but the conversation that we want to have tonight is how are we being deliberate about making sure that financial services is contributing to the future that we're creating. Talking about the fourth industrial revolution, when it came to picking who was going to form part of the panelists for this discussion, was that at the top of uh, the list? Absolutely. So we have Karabo Murule, the MD of our personal finance business, and she's actually a young global leader, so very active in the World Economic Forum community. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was definitely a pick that we wanted to include in the conversation. We have the CEO of our West Africa business. Mm. He's also here because we didn't want to have a SADC conversation. It's important to have an Africa conversation. And I Absolutely. think sometimes we see the continent as one, but actually the nuances are very different in the different regions. Mm. So we also have an East African representative, and she's from the Kenyan Bankers Association, Nuru Mugambi. Mm. She's a director um, on that association and she's going to bring in views on financial inclusion, particularly on the work that they've been doing in East Africa with K KBA. And then we have our final speaker who is Ngazi Sokulu. Mm. And Ngazi Sokulu is a, the CEO of Yalu, which is a financial services startup here in South Africa. And they're doing some pretty exciting and interesting things regarding insurance, which we think uh, is very relevant for the conversation of what the future of financial services looks like. And that is why this is for the youth. Oh, well, it's not, not just for the youth. I mean, it's for everybody, but the focus is the youth because we're talking the future. Exactly. So who is going to be a financial services customer in the next 10 to 20 years? And are we sure that the services and the products that we're providing are going to be suitable and meaningful um, for the livelihoods of those individuals? What are you hoping the takeaways will be from this evening? So I'm hoping we'll really challenge ourselves to have deep conversations about inclusivity. I think it's easy to talk about access, but inclusivity is something slightly different. And I think it's important for us to consider our strengths. So we've been deliberate about getting people who work in startups. We wanted to also get traditional financial services players and then regulators. How are all of the role players in financial services going to pull together to make sure that we deliver a meaningful and brighter future for our continent because of the work that we do every day? Hmm. Thank you so much again for joining us. I know you, we have to let you go. So My we get things privilege kicking. and pleasure, Asanda. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. Mandy Samatobela is Head of Stakeholder Relations at Old Mutual Limited. Of course, if you've just joined us, this is Africa Digest here on uh, Channel Africa, coming to you live from Pinelands in Cape Town, uh, where Old Mutual is hosting their youth panel discussion that's parallel to the World Economic Forum on Africa 2019 happening here in Cape Town, the 28th edition thereof. We're going to cross to the youth panel now, the discussion, and uh, take a listen in terms of what's going on there, and uh, then you'll hear from us towards the end of Africa Digest. So take a listen. Building Africa with love. Hujambo Africa. If there are holes in this continental ship, we are its children. 
Let us go and stop the holes. Let us gladly do it with our hearts, and if we cannot, then let us die. We will make a plug of our brains and put them into the ship, but condemn it never. Catch us on Channel Africa from 10 to 11 a.m. every Friday, and Sundays from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. So just waiting for things to start off here at uh, the old mutual youth panel discussion. I think it's about to begin in a little bit. Uh, but just to give you a bit of background in terms of uh, what we can uh, expect to be discussed by the panelists here um, at Pinelands in Cape Town, talking about the future and the fourth industrial revolution. If you tuned in a bit earlier, sp speaking to Mandisa Matobela, head of stakeholder relations at Old Mutual Limited, she touched on that. And the questions uh, that will be uh, unpacked on this evening is who should benefit from this fourth industrial revolution and what are we solving when we say we are wanting to to have inclusive growth in financial services sector of course old mutual being the giant in that sector and they're hosting this uh, also how will tech help or hinder our progress in the fourth industrial revolution and just looking at the continent at large making comparisons there and uh, and that and the latest trends and how best to prepare for the future so i don't want to be the one to tell you everything that's going to be happening uh, but that's just to touch base on what we can expect and we're going to take a listen into that uh, panel discussion of course giving you more tomorrow here on channel africa uh, we'll be having more speakers and more interviews just to give you an overview of the world economic Forum on Africa 2019. Thanks for staying with Channel Africa. We're going to take a short break and then try and cross to the youth panel discussion. Welcome to Change Your Game here on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We're coming to you from Johannesburg in South Africa. My name is Asanda Peta. What uh, GDF Forum is about and what an opportunity it provides specifically for the audience of Change Your Game. At Change Your Game, we believe entrepreneurs are the key drivers of tomorrow's African innovations and essential to creating a thriving African economy. More support, just like invest more in young creatives and entrepreneurship, but actually do it, don't just talk about it, actually do it, you know, because there are a lot of creative minds, there are a lot of intelligent human beings in our country, so I think they should invest more in that and take it seriously, because it's a real thing. Catch us every Friday at 900 hours Central African time with Channel Africa, the African Perspective. Hello and welcome to Channel Africa, the African Perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa and our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge and entertainment from Africa to Africans and listeners from around the world. Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon Muchemwa. Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonye in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I am Kumbara Munjarere in Johannesburg. Channel Africa, Kinshasa, Jean-Noël Bamweze. Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia, I am Hilda Kekelwa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective.
Coming to you live from Pinelands in Cape Town. Uh, this is Africa Digest here on Channel Africa Radio. We are at the Old Mutual, um, Old Mutual Youth Panel Discussion, which is parallel 
to the World Economic Forum on Africa 2019 happening here in Cape Town, the 28th edition thereof. My name is Asanda Beda. If you've just joined us, of course, uh, this is from the African perspective that we're giving you news and current affairs. Joining me now is Alan Smith, uh, Eleni Smith, who's communications manager at Old Mutual Limited. Uh, welcome to Africa Digest. Thank you for having me. So what goes into putting an event like this together, especially focusing on young people? So WEF is about collaboration and one of our objectives as All Mutual Limited tonight and this week is about bringing together different voices to talk through some of the key challenges that we face as a continent. And we know that youth are driving many of those conversations across Africa. Mm. Um, Africa has some of the highest populations of youth in the world and for a business like O Mutual it represents a, a massive opportunity but with the challenges that our continent faces we have to as a responsible business come on board and partner with the youth to take this continent forward so yeah. so that so that's what tonight is all about Putting it together is obviously not an easy feat. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, we've got speakers from across the continent tonight, mm -hmm. um, not just from our business. We've got uh, somebody from the Banking Association in Kenya mm -hmm. who represents that sector. We've got uh, two startups, uh, two very interesting startups, one in um, insurance and another in money transfers mm -hmm. from across the continent as well. And then we've got our CEO of, of Our Mutual West Africa who, who brings a very different perspective to what we are used to in Southern Africa. So mm. it should be a really interesting discussion. Different perspectives from different people from different parts of the continent uh, seems to be a recurring theme. What are you hoping people will take away from this gathering? So more than a talk shop uh, mm. action. We already as a business uh, have invested quite a uh, significant sum of money and a number of initiatives to start this conversation. We have invested, for example, in, in, in tech quite heavily mm. to automate our processes and so that the end result for the customer is, is much better. But there's so much else on the side that uh, we need to do as, as a business. And, and that includes throughout our value chain, looking at where we can improve our processes, where we can bring in people, for example, from an enterprise development perspective mm. um, to cover off all of the, the, the challenges that we're facing as a continent. So we know that youth uh, and jobs are an issue in, in South Africa, yeah. an issue across the continent. And we believe that uh, we have a role to play in, in addressing some of those challenges. But we need to do it in, in partnership with, with government, with civil society, mm. um, with, uh, with a range of different industries as well. The customer-centered approach for Old Mutual and just the financial sector in general, what are the opportunities that the fourth industrial revolution or you would anticipate will bring for that customer-centered approach? Um, so the one key thing that I think we need to take into consideration is, is change. Um, the fourth industrial revolution represents uh, a constant change and what that means for us as a business is that we need to be ahead of that change. Mm -hmm. So it really is about putting the customer first. The, the way that we think about the customer traditionally has had to change over the last few years in any case. Mm -hmm. This conversation is, is about how, how do we meet that customer's need? 
how do we meet the needs of the societies in which we operate and how do we be responsible while doing it but at the same time making money so we're not naive to the fact that this is this this is about growth but it needs to be about shared growth yeah. and that's our perspective absolutely so thank you so much again for your time always a pleasure to see you last time we were with you was in Kenya yes in Nairobi there <laughs> so a friend of Channel Africa Elaine Smith communications manager at Old Mutual Limited we are coming to you live from Old Mutual's youth panel discussion in Pinelands here in Cape Town which is coinciding with the World Economic Forum on Africa 2019 the 28th edition thereof of course Africa uh, Digest will be giving you more coverage as well as for tomorrow, Channel Africa will have more on what's happening here at Old Mutual as well as the World Economic Forum on Africa 2019. So you will uh, want to stay with us here on Channel Africa. My name is Asanda Peta. Let's try and get some live coverage again, but we're going to take a short break before we do that. Across the globe, every second, there's always a breaking story. What we want to achieve is a healthy and vibrant economy which can ensure full employment to our people. The government concurs with the views of the Black Economic Empowerment Council report that it is now necessary to make our policies on Black Economic Empowerment more explicit. Last May, I asked constituencies at NETLEC to discuss youth employment incentives. I'm pleased that discussion have been concluded and that agreement has been reached on key principles. We are on an ambitious drive to industrialize, to attract investment and to create more jobs for the youth of our country. They don't have jobs. Tried looking for a job for it's a year and a half now. The challenges were experience and the, the level of education which I have. Channel Africa.
As we mentioned, we're coming to you live from Pinelands in Cape Town. This is Africa Digest here on Channel Africa, coming from the old mutual youth panel discussion. Things have just kicked off now, a bit of delays and glitches in the beginning. But right now on stage is Tabi Tsengiwe, who's Chief Communications Officer at Old Mutual, just welcoming everyone. Let's take a listen. Um, we are being live streamed on ENCA, so you can, um, in your silent mode telephones, um, tell your family to watch. Um, we will also be recording this for broadcast at a later stage across three other platforms, CNBC Africa, Newsroom Africa, as well as Channel Africa. We do also have hashtags for tonight, so please get onto the social media platforms. The hashtag is HeyAfrica, Hey, H-E-Y, Africa, capital H and capital A for Africa, as well as hashtag AF19. So please do get on those platforms. Um, in terms of any, in the event of us having to evacuate uh, the building and touch wood, that won't happen. But in the event that that does happen, please exit the building where you entered and go around the building. Our gathering point for an evacuation is the soccer fields which are around this building, around the parking area. Um, the toilets are out the door to my left behind a curved red wall where you came in. And there are designated smoking areas outside for anyone who would wish to um, go out and have a smoke. Um, and in the event that we do have to evacuate the building, we do request that you follow the safety instructions that will be given at that point. So, those of you who have been following interviews of potential nominees to the SABC board will know that the question of the fourth industrial revolution featured quite prominently in one of the interviews. I'll just say there wasn't consensus on the, on the issue. So, me being me, I decided today to do some quick research of my own so that I could speak with authority on this topic. And I decided to actually go straight to the World Economic Forum for the answer because, after all, we are gathered around the World Economic Forum on Africa. So, according to WEF, the fourth industrial revolution represents a fundamental change in the way we live, work, and relate to one another. It is a new chapter in human development, enabled by extraordinary technological advances, commensurate with those of the first, second, and third industrial revolutions. These advances are emerging, emerging the physical, digital, and biological worlds in ways that create both huge promise and potential peril. The speed, breadth, and depth of this revolution is forcing us to rethink how countries develop, how organizations create value, and even what it means to be human. The fourth industrial revolution is about more than just technology-driven change. It is an opportunity to help everyone, including leaders, policymakers, and people from all income groups and nations to harness converging technologies in order to create an inclusive, human-centered future. The real opportunity is to look beyond technology and find ways to give the greatest number of people the ability to positively impact their families, organizations, and communities. That was the definition. However, I will leave that discussion to experts. We do have a panel that will talk specifically through 
what this means for financial services. Before we get there, I'd like to welcome to the podium our fearless leader to say a few words of welcome to you, our interim CEO, Ian Williamson. Over to you, Ian. Good evening, everybody. To our panelists, all our invited guests, the members of the media, our old mutual staff who are here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome you to today's discussion on the future of financial services, which I think is a very timely discussion. You're obviously here to attend the 28th, as Tabby reminded us just now, it's the 28th edition of the World Economic Forum on Africa, and the theme being Shaping Inclusive Growth and Shared Futures in the Fourth Industrial Revolution. So why is this important? Well, I think WEF Africa represents an important opportunity and a platform for leading African players in government, in business, and in society to come together and talk through tailor-made solutions for African problems. It's an opportunity for Africans to retain the narrative about this beautiful continent that we live in and to strengthen our collective resolve at successfully turning our challenges into opportunities. So aligning to the theme and furthering the conversation, tonight's about digging deeper on the role of the financial services sector and what that's going to be in contributing to and shaping an inclusive and shared growth agenda. In putting the discussion together, our objective is to make sure or to facilitate a forward-looking discussion on the role of the financial services sector and how we can help to solve some of our continent's critical challenges such as poverty, inequality, education, unemployment, and access in general for those who still do not have it, who in the African context are far too many. While we're not expecting to come out of the discussion with actual concrete answers, we are hoping to facilitate a meaningful discussion that will lead to action, so that it's not just a talking shop. As Old Mutual, we're certainly committed to making a difference and we've opened up this conversation to some of the continent's brightest minds because we want to broaden the perspectives beyond those of just the old mutual business. So when you throw around phrases like fourth industrial revolution, inclusivity, and shared growth, some people either get confused by the jargon or get cynical. But if I can ask you to suspend your disbelief just for this evening, and imagine a financial services sector across Africa that enables greater access for people to quality financial instruments, that is data and solution-led, driving for growth, but at the same time leaving no one behind. A sector that facilitates job creation and helps ordinary Africans to lift themselves out of poverty. A sector that creates real shared growth in real time through the solutions it offers. I'm here today to say that this is possible. I'll leave the technicalities to our esteemed panel, 
But I'm certain that they will agree with me that together we can go further. That's what tonight's about. As Old Mutual, with 174 years of heritage on the African continent, we're working to not only substantiate this with real action, but also to commit to creating a more inclusive sector. That's because we know that we've got a responsibility not only to our shareholders, but more broadly to all the communities in which we operate. Lifelong learning and education are at the core of our responsible business philosophy. While we are facilitators of wealth creation, we also recognize that for a majority of Africans, attaining financial freedom may seem like an unattainable dream. Our job is to show them that this is not true and then to work with them, hopefully throughout their lifetime, until they in fact achieve their dreams. We believe in the power of financial education to free us from the challenges of poverty, inequality, and unemployment. We have a comprehensive financial education program that's designed to create positive futures by helping communities to understand the principles of financial freedom, guiding them on how to achieve this every step of the way. The work we're doing is about balancing the power to create great wealth with that of creating access for many more to share in that wealth. It's also about innovating, leveraging off our people and the technology we have in place to provide more effective, impactful and simpler solutions for our customers. I want to give you a few concrete examples so that you understand that this is not just talk. So in the last year, Old Mutual's paid 91.5 billion rand to customers in claims and benefits. Over the last five years, we've invested 350 million rand into the Old Mutual Education flagship program. This is a comprehensive program that focuses on enhancing maths and science skills in schools across South Africa. We've started saving 110 million litres of municipal water a year through our water treatment plant installed over here. We've invested 24 billion rand in renewable energy, and we've worked to grow black-owned and run small businesses by investing 500 million rand into a comprehensive enterprise and supplier development program. We've made significant strides in testing, adopting, and deploying some quite remarkable, robust technology to ensure that our customer experience is consistently great. We're making greater use of robotics to automate our admin processes and to continuously roll out new and better digital tools for our customers. And finally, and to reassure you, with all these strides in tech and innovation, we continue to invest in people because our human capital is and will be the driving force in managing and delivering constant change in which we find ourselves. And there's still a lot more work to do. Together we can do more and we can go further. I encourage you to listen attentively tonight, engage with the subject matter, acknowledge when you feel that something is right or when you agree with the panelist, and challenge when you feel that it's not. We're looking for constructive feedback and a sharp debate that will help us to sharpen our approach to creating greater inclusion and real shared growth. I hope you enjoy the evening. I hope you find it meaningful and that you 
walk away from here with some real value and insight. Thanks very much. So ladies and gentlemen, I would now like to introduce our panelists to you and as I read out a short praise of who they are, I'd ask that each one of them please take their seat on stage. Um, first we have Garabo Murule. Garabo joined Old Mutual South Africa in 2010. She is currently the Managing Director of Personal Finance. Prior to her current appointment, she held various management positions within Old Mutual. Garabo has over 10 years of experience in financial services. Prior to joining Old Mutual, she worked at the global investment bank JP Morgan in Johannesburg on the equity derivatives desk and also gained international experience working at JP Morgan's London office. She has a Bachelor of Science degree, cum laude, in actuarial science, both from the University of Cape, I mean, um, actuarial science and finance, and also a postgraduate diploma in actuarial science. Both of these are from the University of Cape Town. She's an alumni of Harvard Business School, having completed the advanced management program in May of this year. Thanks, Garabo. <laughs> Next um, is Ngazimulo Sokulu. Ngazi, as he is commonly called, is the co-founder and CEO of Yalu, a life insurance company that's focused on reshaping the way South Africans engage with the biggest but least understood form of insurance, credit life. Yalu brings a number of first-time innovations to the credit life market and is seeing a great take-up response from ordinary South Africans, especially following its hashtag nothing to hide educational campaign. Prior to Yalu, Ngazi was the COO and co-founder of FNB Life. Prior to FNB, Ngazi was actually an old mutualite. He was the executive assistant to, C to then CEO of old mutual, Ralph Mupita, before cutting his teeth in the company's tired advisory distribution division. He has also worked in a number of countries as a management consultant at McKinsey and is a University of Cape Town finance graduate. Welcome, Ngazi. Next, we have Nuru Mugambi. She is Director, Kenya's Bank Association. As a director, Nuru, who has also served as Acting Chief Executive Officer, has spearheaded several strategic initiatives aimed at reinforcing the industry's role of being a core driver of Kenya's economic development. Her contributions towards policy formulation have led the banking industry towards adopting numerous progressive practices particularly in areas of sustainable finance, consumer protection, and alternative dispute resolution. She is a 2016 Eisenhower Fellowship Award recipient and was inducted as Honorary Fellow of Kenya Institute of Bankers in 2015, becoming the youngest woman in banking to receive this designation for industry excellence and leadership. Welcome, Nuru. We also have Samuel Ogbu. Samuel is the CEO of Old Mutual West Africa. He is the group executive officer 
and a position he assumed in November 2018. Tasked with leading a turnaround old mutual business in West Africa, strengthening the group's presence in the region. Before taking up his current role, Samuel, as he prefers to be called, was the group executive West Africa of Liberty Holdings, a position he moved into following another chief executive role at Liberty Properties. Samuel has a bachelor's degree from the South Bank University. He is a chartered accountant and fellow of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in England and Wales, having trained with Prince Waterhouse, Price Waterhouse in London. He holds an MBA from Wits University Business School. Welcome, Samuel. And then, last but not least, we would like to invite uh, Vuyombago on stage, who is the Chief Digital and Data Officer at Old Mutual, a senior executive with over 20 years of telecommunications and financial services experience in senior roles leading digital transformation, data analytics and capabilities, multi-channel distribution strategies, systems thinking, user-centered design, and agile transformation. Vuyo was previously head of digital channels and e-commerce for the Personal and Business Bank in South Africa at Standard Bank. He also led the e-commerce as part of the Standard Bank's Group Digital Oversight Committee. Um, he is high highly articulate in terms of being a strategic thinker, a persuasive team, team builder, and aspiring business academic, who believes incrementalism leads to irrelevance over time. He has an MSC, Master of Science, Electronic Engineering, which he received cum laude, an MBA, an MIT Sloan Certification for Executives, Strategy and Innovation. Vuyo is also a registered professional engineer. Welcome, Vuyo. And of course, this panel will be facilitated by our own Andilo Kumalo, CASA, a media mogul and an entrepreneur at heart. So Andilo, over to you. I'm told we're on TV, so I have to get the cue. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to everybody that is here at Old Mutual Pinelands, and everybody else, of course, who's joining us on the various streams and the live programming. Welcome to a very important panel discussion that we're going to be having with a, a panel of highly esteemed and well-experienced, well-traveled, and as you've heard, very qualified people to have this debate. And we, of course, we are having this debate on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum on Africa. And the, really the theme of, today, of uh, this week, or this year at least, for WEF Africa being about inclusive growth and also about how we achieve that uh, for a shared outcome in, in, of course, the context of a fourth industrial revolution. We, of course, are going to focus on the financial services industry particularly. Uh, so we're going to talk about the fourth industrial revolution. We're going to talk about inclusivity but specifically on the role that uh, this thing that we call financial services actually plays in making sure that more and more people are part of the action uh, so that we with a rich Africa but poor Africans, mm. which is essentially what we're all having to uh, deal with today. 
You've heard who the panel is, so I won't introduce them again. We'll get straight into the conversation. How we're going to run this is that we will, of course, hear from our panelists and the views and that they've prepared for us. And then, of course, I'll open the floor to you, uh, where you'll be free to add in your own thoughts uh, to the conversation or any questions you might have for any of the panelists a little bit later on. Karabo, let me start with you. And um, I want us all to look into our crystal balls for a little bit here and, and kind of take context of where we are, the countries that we operate in, the industry that we operate in, and maybe the part of financial services we operate in, and give me a view from a personal finance perspective. What do you think are the big trends and developments that are likely to come in, in technology, but technology that's trying to provide one good service and value for customers, but also trying to take along as many Africans as possible on the journey? Mm. So I think in the personal finance space, we're focusing on what we can use to, in terms of technology to improve business efficiency for the services to our customers. And also leveraging it to really make sure we're understanding our customers great, in a greater sense. And what we can do to actually leverage it to build new solutions. So that actually, I think, is actually kind of the construct in which we're thinking about it. What we can do in terms of maximizing business efficiency in service for our customers, but in particular, what we can do in terms of thinking about technology to deploy different solutions to our customers and solutions which we might not have even thought about even now. Talking about solutions, you know, the, the whole world of, of, of financial, personal finance, let's say, particularly when it comes to insurance, you know, in the past has been somewhat of a grudge purchase. Uh, the relationship with insurance has been uh, buy this product or buy that product. It's never really been holistic. Suddenly, when I look back growing up as a kid, uh, the way my parents would refer to insurance is the thing you had to buy in case something bad happened. Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays, of course, it's a much fuller service. Maybe take us through what you guys do in personal finance and how you're ensuring indeed that you provide this better service for clients. Yes, so we're focusing on holistic financial advice. That's really important to make sure people are getting that expertise. Uh, I think it's taken for granted often that actually um, people know what insurance products are about. It's quite contractually heavy, a lot of terms and conditions. And I think a lot of forms. <laughs> well, we're taking out the forms, so that's something which I think is improving. But a big focus on really understanding what our customers are looking for in terms of their um, life, dreams, and goals, and how finances can actually enable that uh, um, through the products that we have. But at the same time, lots of people are engaging with products digitally now um, and in a direct fashion. Um, that's probably one of the areas which I think is growing in a very fast way. But at the same time, I think it's important to make sure, yes, we can provide maybe simple solutions digitally. We can find ways in which we can direct customers through the decisions that they need to make when purchasing a product by themselves. But at the same time, making it very clear that it's also important to make sure one is leveraging advice. And there's a very big component that financial education can play in that. And that's something which I think is, we have done very well from all mutual perspective. There's been about 30,000 people who have engaged with Moneyverse which is our online uh, financial okay. education module. And what's great is that we now reward people to do this because we feel it's so important in terms of really understanding one's finances. All right. All right. Great. We'll come back to some of the conversations around education and technology and the adoptability of, of such technologies in your market. And Gazi, let me come to you. You're an entrepreneur, um, which means that you're always positive. You and I cannot <laughs> afford to be negative. Um, talk me a little bit through the story of Yalu, just by form of an introduction to everybody about the business that you guys are in. I love how you reference the fact that it's the biggest but least understood form of insurance. But also, you have a look at your crystal ball. When you look at what you guys do every day and the markets that you service, what are the trends? What are the technologies? How do you service clients better going forward? 
thank you for the opportunity. Um, so, Yalu really was a something we, we, my business partner and I sort of stumbled into initially. Um, it was a product set we used to look after in our previous jobs, and we never really gave much thought to it because it seemed to do well for us. As an organization, we were, as, as one would say, printing money, and we didn't think too much about it until a, a really unfortunate event occurred in her life that, that really shook us into... It woke us up from our slump and we realized that there's something fundamentally wrong with this product called Credit Life Insurance. And so, uh, f just for the uninitiated, Credit Life Insurance, if you tomorrow go to, say, a particular colored bank, you know, whether it's a red bank, whether it's a green bank or a blue bank, and you ask for a form of loan, they will typically ask you to have credit life insurance, which is a type of insurance that specifically covers your debt for the duration of that loan. And, you know, you find that there's about, depending on who you talk to uh, or source, there's about 12 to 15 million of these policies in the market, and most people don't even realize they have it. Mm -hmm. And they're paying, in a lot of cases, exorbitant fees and haven't been able to claim. And so that's where basically Yalu came in and said, how do we introduce... Uh, education to the space, how do we introduce competition to the space, and ultimately how do we ensure that customers get a much better deal. So that's, that's basically the, the, uh, the, the beginnings of Yalu. Um, in terms of your question around crystal balls, um, we, I, I certainly don't view myself as, a, as a, a, a technology maven or somebody who can see into the future about what it might look like, but I think for me what was interesting was an interaction I had earlier today. So the, the person who founded the World Economic Forum, uh, uh, Mr. Professor Schwab, he said that his biggest fear right now in the world is change leads to people being more insular in their approach to everything. So he, he, was, he was talking about the political change that's happening in the world. So the fact that more countries are becoming more nationalist in outlook, that they want to do things on their own and they want to go at it alone. And his comment was he thinks that the source of that is the fear of change and the pace at which change is happening. I think something similar is probably going to start playing out if it hasn't already in financial services. Okay. The change is going to be rapid, and it might lead to a similar type of reaction, which is fear. And when you fear, you start saying, I can go to it alone. You start lashing out at potentially those who are bringing in this change. And so I do think there is going to be friction initially, but I think we can get over that friction by finding ways of realizing that we are actually all working towards the same common goal, which is to ultimately give consumers the ability to achieve financial freedom. And we're only going to achieve that if we actually collaborate and work together, which is where they, the world was at the end of World War II. It was in a world, it was a place where people wanted to collaborate and work together. And now we're in a place where, because of this change, this collaboration and working together isn't an immediate instinct. And I think that will determine where the technology can go, what solutions will come out if that collaboration takes over and not the fear. 
that I think will help, that that is potentially still there. Got yet. you right. So some friction on the horizon, and what that to what extent will that impact on how we get over mm. some of these difficulties? You're right, 100% correct. Around people wanting to do their own things, all you got to do is look at the east and the west. What's happening between Trump and then the other side yeah. of the continent? A lot of friction happening there. What's happening in Europe, and even to some extent, what's happening in our own country right now? We're unfortunately seeing a lot of friction. Uh, between even Africans amongst themselves. So that's something that certainly we can come back to and have a look at deeper. Nuru, let me come to you. You come from the part of the continent, East Africa, that's certainly up there when we talk about innovation. Um, you, you taught us that people could actually bank on their cell phones and actually pay bills and actually live their whole life with their bank account being a few digits on their cell phones. A few other people tried it. It did not work as well as it did in your neck of the woods. What have you seen that has been successful in East Africa, suddenly sitting at the banking association where I guess you're sitting with other banks, you're trying to deal with how to manage this disruption. All these small guys like this man's business are coming, you know, trying to find their way in. But you're also trying to work with regulators, mm. trying to regulate all this stuff. What do you see coming up? So I, I believe uh, if you want to see where you're going, you need to appreciate where you've come from. And when you look at how far the financial services sector has come from, we've come from a point in time where having a bank account was a preserve of the wealthy, and particularly wealthy white males. And now, as you rightly point, you have a, we have arrived at a point in time where anybody can have a bank account as long as they have a phone. And it doesn't even have to be a smartphone. It can be a, a simple feature phone. Um, so I think technology has played a huge role in, in ensuring that democratization of the financial services uh, industry happens. Um, but I think at the same time, and we were talking about it earlier, the, the, the changes in the social setting and the social structures has also contributed to that. Um, and also uh, our, our cultural trends and, and, and how we have evolved as democracies and, and how markets have liberalized has all fed into... Um, uh, a groundswell where technology has enabled things to open up. So in terms of where things are going in the future, I think, I, I see things differently. I don't think it's going to be like this radical change. Okay. Um, because even when you look at blockchain, what is blockchain? It's basically an automated ledger. Banks have been doing ledgers for the past 200 years. Mm. Um, so it's taken us 200 years to automate the ledger. <laughs> um, so so I, I don't think we will see this do you call it breakneck speed um, changes? Um, I think a lot of the technologies that we are enjoying today have evolved over time. Um, and, and, and therefore, they will continue to evolve and continue to be responsive to how society is changing and evolving. Um, so so in, in Kenya, certainly mobile banking uh, has, been, has underpinned a lot of innovation that we've seen in the sector. Um, and it's not only from a payment space, we've seen innovation in insurance uh, from a health perspective where now um, consumers can access uh, a health wallet where they can pay as you go and save for health insurance and you can actually gift insurance to somebody else who doesn't have insurance. Wow. Um, we Kenya was the first country in the world to have a mobile sovereign bond where the government made access to sovereign debt available from your USSD code. So decentralizing and demystifying the whole capital market space, I think if 
if you're like me, you, you don't even understand how bonds work, right? Even though I'm in the financial sector. So you can imagine your grandmother upcountry being able all right, so that's how we wrap up our programming for this evening. Uh, we do have to cut it there, unfortunately. The panel discussion does continue, and that is the youth panel discussion being hosted by Old Mutual Limited. That's where we're coming to you live from Pinelands in Cape Town on this evening. Of course, we'll give you more coverage from the World Economic Forum on Africa 2019, the 28th edition thereof here on Channel Africa. So do stay tuned for programming on that uh, tomorrow. We'll give you more discussions and interviews coming from where we are. Of course, talking the fourth industrial revolution, that being the major theme or the umbrella theme of all the proceedings happening here. Uh, we heard the Karabo Morule, MD of Personal Finance, uh, talking about accessibility. And before her, the CEO of Old Mutual Limited, Ian Williamson, talking about greater access to quality financial services and balancing the power between different communities and even different countries in terms of that for, uh, access to financial services. Uh, we are going to miss out on Samuel Oku, who is West Africa's representative for Old Mutual, but we'll try and... Uh, get uh, just his chats or his views afterwards and give you that coverage. Of course, my name is Asanda Beda. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, that's how we say goodbye here on Africa Digest. Thanks to the team, our producer, Zanele Jambane, our technical producer, Lance Andrews, Revelino Ibrahim as well in Joburg, our marketing, uh, uh, Lerato Opofolo, and uh, that's how we say goodbye. So do stay with Channel Africa from the African perspective. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A good evening to you. Welcome to Change Your Game here on Channel Africa. Nako Stevasaiso Kie, Itoluma Hanen in the far twenty hours. Ye, Ki Severus Asrosia, Channel Africa. Ye Hasanya Zayona, Kwarina Zalifasi. Yurifa Internet, Nifa Satellite, Far Pan American Satellite. Pasten, ilikuzo ya tropa John Spikimwa South Africa. Zero milukisezeka jeno, litaha kuminasina chualo. SABC News, independent and impartial. From an African perspective.